Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Here we are in chapter 7 of Hebrews. Yesterday you were telling us about Melchizedek. Now, this chapter goes on to describe Jesus as our high priest. Colin, what are we to learn from this? Well, I said um, that uh, Jesus has instituted a new covenant, a better covenant than the old covenant. Um, In verse 22 of chapter 7 we read, Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. And I pointed out that a covenant was made through an oath, through a promise, through a word given by God that he will not revoke, um, that he will fulfill. And he draws us into a relationship. He makes us a people of the covenant so that his promises can be outworked in our lives. And what the, the writer is doing in this chapter is really comparing the old covenant with the new covenant. And he says in verse 18, the former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect, and a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. And I was explaining just at the end yesterday that um, we have hope, and that what God wants us to do is to bring hope into the lives of other people. And you see, What is possible through the new covenant that was not possible through the old covenant, through the law, was that we can draw near to God. The high priest has opened up for us. Jesus as our high priest has opened up for us the way to heaven, the way to the throne of grace, as we saw um, last week. And we can come with confidence before that throne, and there we will find grace, uh, mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. So this new covenant is much better than the old covenant. It can accomplish things that were not possible under the old covenant. Under the old covenant, nobody uh, could be made perfect. Um, um, But under this new covenant, we are made perfect through the blood of Jesus. We are made totally acceptable in God's sight because The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and from all imperfection and makes us blameless in the sight of God. So in verse 5, through this permanent priesthood that Jesus has in the order of Melchizedek, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. That... Uh, what, what the writer is saying is this, the blood of Jesus is there for all those who believe, all those who turn to Jesus. The, what, that, that work of the cross is a finished work that will never be repeated. So all who turn to the Lord and ask for forgiveness because of that sacrifice of blood that has been made, they can be forgiven. That's the perfect, innocent blood of Jesus shed for the unholy, the imperfect, and the guilty. That blood, therefore, we talk about washing our sins away, that sacrifice that was made for us. And the high priest lives in heaven now. Jesus has has taken that blood, if you like, into the heavenly places. He holds that blood before the Father. It's as if... um, Jesus is saying to the Father, don't look upon their sin, but look upon my blood. 
Look upon the blood that I shed for them. See them through the power of the blood. See them through the cleansing of the blood. And the father honors the blood of his son. He honors the sacrifice that he has made. And so this work of continually interceding, of standing between the father and us, is is going on all the time in heaven. And we can dare to believe that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins because of that blood, because of this continual interceding work of Jesus for us. Amazing that Jesus is constantly praying for us. It is. and But you see, it's amazing, isn't it? First of all, he came to share our weakness. It's amazing that he should take all of our sin, our sickness, our need, our despair, our darkness upon himself, that he should experience all that so that we can be liberated and set free. It's amazing that the the one who came and served is still serving, but he's serving us now from heaven in the power of an indestructible life. And... and uh, uh, in, in, the, in the power of an eternal life that, that can never be overcome. So, you see, verse 26 says, Such a high priest meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Now, what's he saying? Every need that we have in our lives because of unholiness is covered and is met because of the holiness of Jesus. All the things of which the, that we're worthy of blame, you know, it's our fault, we did it, we've sinned, we've grieved God. Yet all that can be forgiven because of the blamelessness of the one who offered himself for us. Uh, we are impure in so many ways, but yet the purity of the sacrificial lamb, the purity of the high priest who offered that sacrifice, cleanses us, covers, if you like, all of our impurity. Yes, we are sinners, uh, and yet he is set apart. He came and shared our lives, and yet didn't enter into our sinfulness. Now he is exalted above the heavens. Why? So that we can share in his exalted life. I think that, you know, Julie, is even more wonderful. It's, it's wonderful to me that Jesus came to share my life here on earth. But it's even more wonderful for me to understand that that means that now I can share his life in heaven. It gives us a glimpse of what Jesus is doing now as well, doesn't it? It does. And, and you see, this rest of faith that we've been talking about this last couple of weeks Everything has been accomplished through Jesus. So we don't have to try to accomplish anything for our salvation. We just live in the good of all he has done. So uh, the writer explains, unlike the other high priests, he, that's Jesus, does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priest men who are weak, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son who has been made perfect forever. In other words, Jesus has done this one work of sacrifice that never needs to be repeated. And through that sacrifice, we have been made holy, we've been made blameless, we've been made perfect, we have been healed. Everything that could ever um, be necessary in our lives has been accomplished. And in addition to all that, because that sacrifice was offered for us, we have eternal life. We have hope. Uh, 
that our future is going to be a glorious future, that having sought to fulfill our destiny here on earth and have served the Lord in the way that he wants, we will go with and reign and rule with him in heaven forevermore. It's such a wonderful, wonderful gospel. I, it amazes me that there, are, there is anybody who, who would say no to Jesus. But in order to receive the benefits, we just have to believe that's all it, that's all it takes. This is the rest of faith. It's not striving and struggling and thinking, I've got to live a good enough life to qualify for heaven. It's saying, no, I've just got to believe in what Jesus did for me. Of course, you see, God is not a fool. He, he doesn't say, well, you just believe in what Jesus has done and then you go off and live your life as a sinner. He said, no, those who really believe will be so thankful they will want to leave their life of sin they will be so grateful they were, that if they really know me and who I am, they will want to walk in my ways. They will want to please me. They will want to fulfill the plan and purpose that I have for their lives. That's how we really know God. Well, that, that is the outworking of knowing him. Uh, you know, John, in his first uh, epistle, he, he makes it very clear that those who know God will obey him and will love others as he has loved them, that this is the evidence of knowing God, that those who do not love do not know God. He, he's as stark about it as that. And really, um, the writer to Hebrews would say exactly the same thing. He's saying the same things in a very much more expanded and perhaps complicated way because he's trying to explain to people, well, look, we don't need high priests of the old order who every year had to offer sacrifices. We have a high priest who has offered the one sacrifice that never needs to be repeated. And by that sacrifice, we have been made perfect forever, as he will go on to explain later. Colin, you have seen thousands of people come to believe in Jesus in this way. Is it a mystery every time somebody, somebody's eyes are opened? Well, uh, it's wonderful to see, and, and you, you always appreciate that it's nothing that man can do. You can't do it. You, know, you can't convert anybody. This is really the work of God revealing himself. But I, I, I think there were two things that, that I would say very quickly in, in answer to that. First is that I would put people in two categories. There are those that have lived in religion for years. They perhaps come to church. Uh, they've, they've lived a very legalistic, formal kind of Christian life. And suddenly they come to believe in all that Jesus has done for them on the cross. And it's as if their eyes are opened and they come alive. Now they can pray like they never prayed before because they know the one to whom they're praying. They're not just praying out of religious formalism and duty. Their worship comes alive because they're just full of love for Jesus. That change and that transformation is glorious. Then, of course, there are the others who have lived very worldly lives, never gone near a church. Uh, their lives have perhaps been in great and deep bondage to drugs, to, to sex, to alcohol, uh, but not necessarily that. They might just have lived 
rather purposeless lives drifting along, seeking really, well, what is life all about? What does it mean? What does my life mean? Is there any real value in me as a person? And then seeing them come and meeting with Jesus uh, and seeing their whole lives completely transformed and they become purpose of people of direction and purpose. They become people who are absolutely on fire for God. And although they didn't know him just a little while before, now they want to make him known to anyone who will listen. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 